begin with one minute of silence, and then explore whatever arises. So please join us for this one minute of doing nothing. How would you describe the mind? I would say um, everything that is in existence, everything that is manifest. In the sense that I'm not able to segregate between uh, thoughts, emotions, and the physical aspect of it. For me, like it feels as if uh, everything is a part of mind. In the sense that you know, this this ex what we see as the external world also is kind of a projection of that. So maybe that is also a part of the mind. The emotions are also basically kind of, you know, uh, fall like a thought precedes an emotion. So an emotion is also a mind. Uh, it's kind of like a very broad term for me. The hmm. mind. Just made me think of that little story. Uh, I think it's a Zen story where there's the the two people that are arguing about the flag that they see. Are you familiar with this one? No. They, they see a flag and it's blowing in the wind. And, mm -hmm. and one is saying that the wind is moving and the other one is saying that the flag is moving. And then the this old person comes upon them and says, the, the mind is moving. Mm. Interesting. Mm. Reason I asked that, question is just because in the midst of that period of silence i was just noticing how unstable i don't know if that's the right word just like some i just cannot pin down at all what's happening um when i for example when i close my eyes and just sit in silence and try to become aware of what awareness is like mm -hmm. like a little 
it was I was imagining how someone might represent it in a work of art or something, uh, just a scene of what's going on in my present experience when I'm simply closing my eyes and becoming aware of this thing, but it's like little hits of words, little flashes of visual stimulation, mm. uh, then movement into something that's more intentional I might catch a word and then take that and start thinking about it. Mm. And then that feels like something different. Like I might start thinking about, you know, hear something, see something, and then start thinking about it. And I'm going <clears> to <throat> say this to Saka after we're done, which is a little bit of a different space than when I'm just sitting there and watching it all. Mm. Um, <clears throat> but when I'm in that space of just watching it, it's this sort of swirling totally ungraspable thing mm. uh, that I just, that I cannot pin down at all. I was just noticing mm. how unstable it is to me. Mm. So, so maybe that's what, you know, the monk meant when he, when he said that uh, the mind is moving, maybe movement is the mind. Mm. It just is movement. Mm. like there's nothing stable there it's this constant movement mm. thing mm. I, I was thinking that too it doesn't feel like there's any place that is firm mm. within here it's just flowing buzzing but the question is arises is then what is firm what is firm so subjectively there's a so when I described starting to think, uh, so there's a place where just stuff is buzzing, moving, mm. little blips of a word here and there, and then I catch one and I start thinking about it. That feels more firm to me when I get in there. Uh, mm. It's like it's like I've I, I move from this place of no gravity. And then I grab something and shift into, I shift out of that and I start walking on a path with this little um, word and I feel a lot more stable. And then it's almost like all that other stuff is, is gone while I'm just focused on this particular word and abstracting mm -hmm. it into a thought pattern and preparing to talk about it there. I feel like I've, I've landed on ground in a way. Um, and I feel that, way here now it's like there's something kind of stable and firm that we're connecting on but as soon as i kind of step away from this path or even notice the path it's like the gravity loosens and i kind of i find myself moving back into something that is much less stable i don't know if any of that is making mm -hmm. sense mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so uh, what, yes it's it is and you know what you said so it feels like stability, but the question is, is, is it really stability? That's, that's the question. Is it in the sense that, um, yes, we are still on that topic talking about, uh, the mind, for example. So that, that is what seems stable, but within that topic, we have like come up with so many notions about what the mind can be and, you know, how it is moving and how it is firm. So there is instability within the stability. Hmm. 
so and you know this topic will also go this you know we will start talking about something else after maybe some time uh, so the question is that maybe nothing is stable in that sense you know nothing is firm in that sense mm. uh, maybe because it is all moving then maybe it is a, it is a part of mind now the question that i was asking was in the sense that uh, is there if 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 mind is movement you know let's take this hypothesis if mind is the movement so is there something beyond the mind which is not moving or is that also moving so what we call for example you know consciousness soul or whatever awareness which is kind of beyond the mind is that moving or is that stable yeah i wonder hmm seems like unspeakable hmm like is if mind is movement it, it reminds me of the i think it's a laozu line that all truth is paradoxical in nature um mm. because they are your just if we're going by the rules of grammar mm. uh well movement is a noun too but it's describing a, like a verb action and you mm-hmm. so you're saying mind noun is movement this sort of opposite of a mm. tangible thing mm-hmm. um so maybe it is that way but it can't conform to our thinking mind logical rules so it's almost mm-hmm. impossible for us to like grasp the possibility for there to be something that is stable and um moving at the same time Hmm. Hmm. That makes me think of energy and physics and hmm. because then I was thinking like here's this I have a phone in my hand and this feels firm hmm. and stable or like I can look at my hand and touch it uh and that feels like something solid relative to when I'm experiencing my quote unquote mind hmm. um but maybe that mind experience is because, so these are things that are made of mass but they're they're made up of all these fine atoms and atoms and all the way down to something that is just pure movement yeah um and so maybe they are the same ultimately but they're different forms of that same basic thing that maybe yeah. at its purest form is this just kind of pulsing mind experience yeah um, yeah and maybe similarly even with uh, i wonder if a thought like there's potentially some mass to a thought that is mm-hmm. heavier or however you might describe it relative to just being in that open plane space like when i'm in the open plane and then i move into grabbing one of these things and starting to think about it and formulating a thought pattern or mm-hmm. connecting it to a habitual thought or a part of my narrative story then it's mm-hmm. like gaining weight and gaining some mm-hmm. element of stability but in reality it's just it's it's a manifestation of this basic 
constantly moving yeah. energy. Yeah, I think uh, this uh, uh, brings back to, you know, what I felt initially and what I said that, uh, you know, uh, that everything is is mind, you know, whatever the body and everything. So I think I can totally resonate with what you're saying in that sense, because, you know, if everything is even this, you know, the way you said it, that the hand uh, or this, your phone, you know, these are also this seems to be a firm object, but at the subatomic level, maybe, you know, at the quantum level, it is, it is just moving vibration. So, you know, that is kind of a mind that is also nature of the mind. So that is also maybe mind. So yeah, yeah. Brings, uh, you know, kind of brings us back to the same point. (laughs) (laughs) Mm. Mm. So going back, what was your uh, silent experience like? Something you mentioned was, was in my experience was visual visuals. I don't know if you had the same experience, but I think maybe, uh, so there are two experiences that we had that I had. One was the visuals where, you know, maybe we had a discussion on this previously in one of the previous podcast sessions about imagination and closing, you know, what maybe what you call that is active imagination or something when you close your eyes uh, and you see visuals. So I think since that session, my focus on these visuals have increased, uh, you know, they have turned into more like uh, very vivid uh, patterns, fractals, mm-hmm. and, you know, certain images popping up. One was that the other was this feeling of, uh, uh, you know, uh, yeah, it was a curiosity. It was a curious thought. So just before we started this session and, you know, before talking to you, I was wearing this beanie head cap. So during the, during when I was, while I was doing the meditation, I felt I'm, I'm wearing it. Mm. There was this energy around my head that I thought, I don't remember wearing it (laughs) for this session. So why does it feel that I have it on my head? And then I realized it is that lingering of energy from my previous experience of wearing it. So how does that happen? You know, I was trying to understand the mechanics of it. Like I'm not wearing my beanie right now. I was wearing it like maybe one hour ago, but still I have that feeling of wearing it. What is that? Where does it, where does it come from? <laughs> like my, it might seem to be a, like a, you know, very, small thing in that sense but i think it's i feel it's a it's a interesting question to ask it is interesting uh, do you uh, feel that at times yeah i do it also it makes me think of uh maybe to a certain extreme like a, a phantom limb uh, where someone who has lost a limb mm-hmm. might still have a sensation yeah. at some point of having that arm yeah. or that hand yeah. or, or something like that mm. uh, it makes me think too of the opposite where i don't know how this happens if this happens for you but the way that i position my hands in in meditation i so i have my thumb and out and then i wrap my right hand around my thumb and then i close my left hand on top of it mm-hmm. place it in my lap and inevitably 
in meditation, it feels as if I don't have hands and mm. like the, the sensation of my hands is gone, mm. which, which maybe this is my ego or something, but there's something I enjoy about that. It feels almost like a, a sign of something good mm. that I can let go of that too. But it's, it's just kind of a cool feeling. Mm. Um, but there, I wonder what's happening there. It feels maybe similar, but a, a different manifestation of the same kind of phenomena yeah. where the feeling vanishes momentarily yeah. but then so easily i could either move my hands and i feel it again or I, I can just internally become aware of the hands in that position and then i feel them again um, mm -hmm. we often get on the, the topic of energy and mm -hmm. sensation this is yeah. like very fascinating yeah, and I can still feel that, you know, as if I'm wearing it on my head right now, but I'm not wearing it. Hmm. What does it feel like? It feels as if I'm wearing my beanie right now. You know, I, I can feel some energy on my ears here, as if there is a skull cap, there is something pushing on my head. But it's not there, you know, but <laughs> like, it's strange. Where, where is it coming from? <laughs> <laughs> I guess one thing I think of is like, could it be some form of contraction or pressure that was left by the mass of your beanie that is gradually sort of unfolding on a very micro level back to its original place? That's one thought that I have. Hmm. But the the thing is that that pressure is not there anymore, but the feeling of the pressure is there. Mm. Maybe what you're saying, it seems like, you know, the maybe those subtle uh, molecules or atoms in on my head, they got kind of disturbed by, uh, you know, by me uh -huh. wearing this cap and now they are kind of realigning and I can mm -hmm. feel that energy on my head mm -hmm. what's it like when you become aware of the sensation it's it's as if it's still there the being mm -hmm. mm. you know and, and it's, it's interesting how you mentioned that about your prosthetic arm uh this feeling maybe Again, this has to do with, you know, maybe it makes us, it has to do something which it ties into the discussion we had about the mind in the sense that, you know, I was reading this, uh, 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 I think it was a book by Joe Dispenza and he mentioned that they did an experiment uh, in which uh, they just made people uh, you know, they had two control. They had two groups in this experiment. One group was made to actually do some dumbbells for a few days. Mm -hmm. The other group was just made to visualize that they are doing the dumbbells. Mm -hmm. And you know, the group who did the dumbbells, they developed, they improved their muscle strength by a few inches. They developed, you know, that muscle. Even the group who was just doing the visualizations. They, they developed those muscles equally. Really? Yes. So this is a study. Hmm. Now, th isn't this fascinating? Like, 
this brings in the mind in the sense that what we are perceiving in the mind if the per- perception is very strong maybe that starts happening in the physical world hmm. it makes me think of the term manifestation mm-hmm. uh, yeah which i'm not super familiar with in in terms of any sort of particular practice mm-hmm. uh is it something you have familiarity with to my understanding is just that you know what is there inside us gets created outside it's just about time you know so uh, like manifestation is uh, you know uh, like the, the the myth is that beings that are like you know extra dimensional or higher beings or you know uh, maybe in those states when we are you know in, in that state of uh, you know in in buddhism called the bardo state where we are not in the body you know manifestation is like something like instant in the sense that you think of something you feel something and that suddenly is created in front of you for example you think of an elephant and boom suddenly an elephant appears in front of you hmm. but in in our case uh, you know because we have so many fears so we have developed this mechanism that there is a separation from time so whatever we think uh, or feel ideally should have been manifested in that instant but just because we created a mechanism of time it gets manifested later on it comes into creation later on so whatever you are feeling inside or thinking it is getting created in the outer world but it is coming you see it after some time hmm. so basically manifestation to my understanding is a ref- you know the evidence of what you feel inside you see that evidence outside in the external world so would there be some way of transcending those barriers or the i of think time? of time that you described the i guess the possibility of intentionally manifesting something and then it arises maybe uh, i'm not sure but maybe belief because that, we believe that we cannot do that so we cannot do that uh, so if you genuinely and if i guess you, that would yeah. that would be the key word because you can't fake genuine feeling yeah like yeah. I, i could try as much as i could right yeah. now to genuinely believe that i could make an elephant manifest on my backyard but yeah. there would i wouldn't genuinely believe that i could do that yeah yeah exactly but it, but if i did genuinely believe it then it would appear it might yeah hmm yeah, i'm re- reminded of the autobiography of a yogi mm-hmm. um it's just it seemed like that was something that was happening throughout the story of his life these different guru figures just sort of you know manifesting themselves in some place or just hmm uh all this stuff and yeah interesting that word you use belief that maybe that would be the key there is that those people actually believe this mm. to be true and that it is true mm. uh, more than think of psychosis too uh, mm. uh potentially someone experiencing a reality that is real to them but 
that others can't experience as real because they don't believe it. Yeah, absolutely. And in fact, uh, that is not only as a part of psychosis, but that's also a part of certain cultures and traditions. For example, shamanism. Sure. You know, for a shaman, the realm of spirits, the realm of, uh, you know, all seeing all these dragons and all these creatures, it is as real to them as re- what we call reality is. You know, there's no difference between that. So their belief is is so strong in that that they experience that you know it happens in their perception it happens in their uh, in their reality mm-hmm. so yeah <laughs> so how does one get to the point where they believe i think more than believe is is about it's about a sense of knowing in the sense that um Belief is again somewhere related to the mind, wherein you know it's a thought. Okay, I believe in this, but unknowing is more of being state. So maybe when we connect to those deeper levels of being or awareness or consciousness, whatever we call it, or soul, or whatever we call it, we get to a sense of clear knowing that. I wonder if we get to that place, we're also moving outside of the thinking, quote unquote, ego mind. Mm. And in that place, there would be no desire to manifest an elephant on my backyard, that it's more of a, like an ego based thing or like a, a desire to get rich or these things that maybe the ego would get really frustrated with why can't I manifest them into being but if I move into that other knowing place like it would be outside of that part of me that desires those things and th- those things don't matter at all um, mm. in that other place so yeah. it wouldn't nothing would happen hmm hmm Yeah, maybe maybe this this is how creation is in the sense that maybe this is how we create our world around us, you know, uh, where we we are experiencing this reality, but we are experiencing this reality because we we believe in it, right? We we there is a sense of knowing there. What do you feel about this? Can you say that again? Or, or So what I'm saying is that, you know, uh, what we are talking about that, you know, we can create this elephant, you know, instantly if we have that sense of belief and knowing, right? So what I'm saying is maybe we are already doing that. Hmm. Maybe this this world that we experience all around us, it is just a manifestation of what we are believing. That is just happening. Yeah. That's sort of, I I was thinking that too. It makes me think of the idea of aligning yourself with the universe, Uh, but maybe 
in a way that you're just tapping into what's already happening all the time. And then in that place, it is as if you're manifesting everything, but it's simply because you've aligned yourself with this basic knowing. It's not that you've like developed an ability to manifest things. You've just gotten out of your way and connected with what's already been happening all the time and was already going to happen. But this brings us to, you know, what is the belief, for example, of these, uh, you know, as I mentioned, as an example, the shamanic culture is that uh, they believe that uh, because we have this strong belief in the, in the social conditioning, the way we are told about the world, that we experience the reality in, in this way that we experience it. But if we believed something else, if we got to the state of, uh, you know, maybe believing in what they, what, what shamans believe, then we would start experiencing a different reality. So maybe what we experience in our external world boils down to what we believe in. Hmm. Do you think that it's possible seems certainly that it is possible but it doesn't necessarily seem that way for me to break down what you believe in, in one system so like the ideals of society or the conditioning that you've been given to break that down and see through it and then to believe in a different one um hmm. there's something that seems maybe uh, I don't know what the word is, but that like to break down one could make it impossible to then adhere to another. Because um, it would then just be seen as it's another form of this thing that I had before. Uh, mm -hmm. It feels that way to me. And I would, there's almost, there's like, there's the me that was more, that had more of a grasp of the sort of previous conditioning. Mm. And that it, that is now sort of seeing through that and, and would kind of desire or wish for there to be something, but almost uh, that that seems impossible to have now. Um, mm via seeing through one form of like concepts and that any other one would similarly be something added on top of quote unquote reality. Hmm. So why do you, why do you feel that it might be impossible to do that? Because Well, and maybe it would depend on the definition or how we were defining one of those things. Mm, but it mm. seems that those would inevitably may, be made up of certain assumptions and then other assumptions are built up on top of those assumptions. And then you create this sort of system of concepts and mm. uh, all that stuff that potentially can be broken down just by like seeing through all those layers of assumptions um, 
that are just added on top of unspoken experience. Hmm. What, what I'm thinking about is, uh, by the way, your your screen just froze, and I'm seeing a very <laughs> you know a frozen oh. version of. <laughs> can you still hear me? I can hear your voice, yeah, but your screen is uh, frozen to one expression. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I just moved into a state of nothingness. Yeah, and th- this is interesting to me because you know this is a new way of interacting with you, as if yeah. I'm sitting with your mannequin. <laughs> 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 okay so what i was thinking of is that uh how do how does a person and i think uh, because you have the a background in this and you might be able to get some understanding here that how does a person for example who is schizophrenic sees that uh you know for for maybe a schizophrenic person it's not impossible to manifest what they believe in maybe you know for example they have this strong belief that this person is there sitting next to me so the more stronger the belief the more they start experiencing that in their reality and they uh, you know they they start seeing that that, that person maybe uh, you know similarly you know uh, if we start be- believing in anything that we see beyond what we are conditioned to believe in uh for example when we do those uh, you know when we did those activities on active imagination where we are closing the eyes and we are looking at these visuals uh by closing our eyes maybe if we believe in that more and start focusing on that more maybe that will become our reality mm-hmm. what do you feel about this uh I can see that yes because mm-hmm. that is something that would just be based on my lived experience like I would have the the evidence in just what I'm seeing or feeling or mm-hmm. hearing but it mm-hmm. it would it wouldn't be uh like a system of beliefs about that Mhm So when you say system of beliefs what do you mean by that like it wouldn't be a new way of thinking about things like like an ism uh mm-hmm. you know i i now think in according to these terms and um these concepts but it, it would just be moving into the reality of that vision or mm-hmm. uh in that moment mm mm-hmm. Hmm. It actually, you know, can be a process of uh, as you, as you said, you know, maybe what we can call it is like maybe deconditioning in the sense that what we are told to believe and what we strongly believe in right now that can maybe kind of uh, you know break that strong belief and make us start experience something beyond that beyond the the things that we experience so you know for example uh, an example that comes to my mind is you know the conditioning of language that we i think we spoke about in the previous sessions where uh, you know uh, 
if we if we introduce a new word for a new color maybe we start seeing that color you know for example there is this study on the himba tribe that there is no word for uh, a blue color or either it is blue or it is green i think it is blue that there is no word for blue color in their uh, tribe in their language so they don't see that in the in the reality they they cannot perceive blue color so when they are shown uh, two different uh, you know uh, a blue color and a green color they it seems that they are the same to them but okay. we can differentiate because we have a word for blue yeah right so maybe if we start introducing let's say more words into our vocabulary maybe the 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 experience of reality or you know what we call reality or this world around us starts becoming more expansive in that sense totally hmm i would imagine that it would hmm hmm it's fascinating right like how can how we can actually uh create new realities in that sense i think it brings back brings us back to uh you know maybe this feeling maybe what spiritual mystics have been saying uh, a lot of them that you know we are creators that we are creating this reality everything is created by us hmm how's it feel for you when i my videos frozen and i can see you <laughs> sort of interesting dynamic uh yeah it feels as if uh, you are just looking at my uh, hoodie right now <laughs> 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 and you are kind of focused on that <laughs> yeah uh, yeah it's a, this is this is a new experience for us today <laughs> well, what do you think do you want to leave it there for today yeah yeah i think we can wrap up and uh, thank you so much to all the listeners uh, today we talked about some crazy stuff i believe <laughs> i don't know if it is crazy enough for for you but do let us know if you have any ideas on this uh, you know in the in the comments we would also love to know about your experience of all we talked about today mm-hmm. maybe we can leave this one without a practice mm. yeah yeah they don't they don't all have to be that way yeah, mm. yeah. <laughs> i'm left with this well, the language is always so interesting mm. to me that i'm particularly left with the idea of creating new words mm. for things uh i mentioned to you before we have a my wife is pregnant now and like thinking of child names and mm. optimally would like it to just sort of come out of nowhere and not be one that we've uh heard of before or is a familiar one but just sort of arises uh yeah mm. <laughs> and that a person's manifested out of that um yeah that that's that's your creation <laughs> right <laughs> that's that is a very literal uh, sense of creation you have created you are creating something yeah somehow congrats congrats for that <laughs> yeah thanks all right well uh thanks as always see you next time thank you for joining us in the what is now experience We hope that you liked the episode. If there were any insights or ideas arising for you as you were listening to our conversation, then you can share those ideas through your comments.
we would love to know stay tuned for the next episode namaste